And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Lauren Conaway today. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Matt. I'm so glad you're here with me today because we're going to Atlanta. We, we're going to be hanging out in Hotlanta. And I wonder, like, do you think Atlant- what's Atlanteans, that's what I'm going to call them, Atlanteans, do you think <laughs> that they call it Hotlanta? I, no, I just think they're probably too hot most of the time to even talk about it. I know it's really hot down there. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. All right. Well, I, I'm super, super Atlanta's excited. Atlanta's a good spot. Atlanta's a good spot. I've been there several times, you know, and uh, I mean, it's uh, 6 million people strong. It's a, one of our larger markets. And also the subject of today's and this month's top startups here on Startup Hustles. So yeah, well, they have a, they're, they're kind that. of known for having a lot of really, really cool startup activity and entrepreneurial activity happening. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see this uh, slate of startups, top startups. And we have 13 of them. 13. Lucky 13. Oh, Lucky 13. Yeah, it's a good list. I'm just curious to see if the production staff gave me seven and gave you six or the other way around. I'm really, really hoping that they gave you seven. Like you can take the <laughs> Thanks. It's all, it's all mean, yours, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So with that, I'll let you know that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Maybe we'll get to build a software team for some of these top startups. You never know. Some of them are going to be on the show. Make sure you tune in and learn all about them as we continue to add them to the ever-growing lineup of episodes. It's like we've had like 700 episodes. How about that? That is crazy to me. Well, and I mean, like you pair the fact that we've had so many episodes with like the successes that the show has seen, like top 25 entrepreneurship podcasts listened to in in how many countries? How many countries? A lot. 190 Um, some. Like, you know, honestly, I I don't even check anymore. We got to 190 and there's like 202 and there's maybe, I don't know, it's a lot of 2 million download, a whole lot. But anyway, let's get into this list because I think we need to. we got 13 companies to talk about. First up on our list. Now, you know what? Before I get started, there is a couple things. These are not listed. This is not like a rank. Like just because we talk about uh, a company first does not make them number one. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, we, we just have kind of, you know, you're on the list or you're not. And uh, that's just kind of the way it is. It would be uh, a little too much to get into the actual ranking ranking and maybe not fair overall because some of these, I mean, all these companies do different stuff. Some of them are tech, some of them do other stuff. And, you know, very first on the list, we've got Bark.us. Honestly, I don't know whether to call this Barkus or Bark.us, but this is... Uh, Bark uses AI detection to detect and proactively alert parents to issues their children face, such as cyberbullying, suicidal ideation, 
and school shooting threats by only wow. showing parents potential problems on their children's social media, text messaging, and emails accounts. Bark's approach saves parents valuable time and helps build trust between parent and child. Hey, this is real stuff, you know, like being the parent of, of two small children, I, I sometimes find myself sitting and thinking about how scary the world can be. And, I, you know, this is a pretty robust startup. You know, they've had $37 million in funding. So yeah. very well backed and validated at this point. And, you know, overall, it's just trying to, you know, there's so much stuff to watch and deal with. And, you know, my kids are already attached to screens and devices and whatever. And I think anything that can help parents monitor and maintain some of that stuff is, is good. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I, I am not a parent, but I can imagine that that kind of peace of mind is absolutely priceless. So clearly they're going to have a market um, for, for concerned and engaged parents. You know, I love that parents like you, Matt, you know, I mean, you're, you're an awesome dad. Your kids are freaking awesome. But when, when they get a little older, I can imagine that being able to have some insight into what they're up to online and, you know, some insight into maybe their mental condition and mental health, like that's going to be hugely, hugely helpful to you. Right. Yeah. Cool. People do weird stuff. People do weird stuff online. So, you know, like even like things like YouTube kids and stuff like that, we've occasionally, you know, found things or videos or been alerted to stuff that, you know, just is not appropriate. And yeah. it's just weird. So quit being weird on the internet, people. Right. Quit being weird. Yeah. Quit being weird. All right. Who do we have like, if there were a slogan for the internet, that should be, you know how like it's like <laughs> quit being weird. weird. It's like quit being weird. <laughs> I think the internet was partially founded on being weird, but yeah. Uh, All right. You're not wrong. All right. There we next go. Up. Who's next? Well, next up, we have PadSplit, and PadSplit is, they're, they're an affordable housing tech startup. They provide house sharing services for the workforce, so they, they have built this platform that incentivizes residents, property owners, and communities to make affordable housing possible for the private market, which I think we all, all know that right now, affordable housing is a, is a huge hot button issue. And so the fact that they are working to address this, um, they're using shared living to make housing more affordable for low income individuals and they are they're empowering people you know if you if you have access to affordable housing not only do you have the peace of mind of having a place to live but you also have the ability to do things like build up savings and to you know focus on a job search or you know buy food like all of those kind of very very basic primary needs and so they're addressing a really a real need um, and I'm just super, super impressed by, by PadSplit. Apparently, the investment community is also impressed. They have raised $14.6 in four funding rounds. Um, and and that's, that's amazing. You know, there is a recognized need, and they are out there doing the work. How about you, Matt? What do you think? <laughs> I think that we're two startups in, and we're over $50 million in funding. So that says a lot yeah, about what's going on definitely. down in Atlanta. And yeah, and I think this we, is we know how to pick them. <laughs> yeah, this is a problem worth solving. And, you know, anything that works, you know, on both sides of it, too, because, you know, there's a lot of people that are looking for affordable housing. There's looking other people that are looking to make their housing more affordable. And, um, you know, this is a kind of a continuance of that gig economy, but, you know, made more so and, you know, getting people into 
situations that they can afford. And I, I you know, yeah. that's uh, being from Kansas City, I'm kind of used to uh, uh, housing feeling a little more affordable, you know, than a lot yeah. of markets that are on the coast. And, you know, knowing people that are in New York and California and other places, and that's been a problem for a long time. So it's pro- definitely a problem we're solving. Yeah, absolutely. So, so thank you, Pad Split. Thank you for uh, taking one for the team and helping us all out. Now, have you ever have you already recorded an episode with with their founder? Not yet. So that's going to be coming up. I've got a recording, and it might even I think it might even be like really close. But Atticus, Atticus LeBlanc, um, and I what what is that? What is the episode? Removing barriers to entry. I mean, how cool yeah. is that? Like, I love having that conversation. Right. You know me. So that's why I asked. I, <laughs> I figured you'd be fired up. You Now, I don't think Atticus even knows what he's getting into yet. Oh, we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm going to email him and let him let him know that he should probably uh, block off at least an hour and a half past the normal time. Are you saying so. I talk too much? No, I'm saying that when you are passionate on a subject, you have lots of really amazing stuff to say, Lauren. So Aww. we don't want to do anything to chop that down or make it shorter. Now, next on the list, we've got Agora Services. And Agora Services is a provider of digital platform banking solutions. They offer cloud-based services for financial institutions where users can manage accounts in real time without requiring institutions to replace their core banking systems. What does that mean? It's fintech people, and you know, there's. I, I recently recorded a, an episode with a guy that had uh, had started a new bank in in Austin, Texas, of all places, and we we're talking about a lot of the stuff when it comes to you know, banks are leaning on. You have either these huge big banks or you've got these community banks, and there's a huge difference between the two, and it, with that. Uh, a lot of these community banks and smaller banks are really relying on the the world of startups and fintech to get their tech straight. So yeah. we're seeing a lot, you know, in a lot of the different cities we have covered, we've seen a lot of fintech stuff. Uh, fintech and health tech are two two techs that are certainly never going away, and they have a massive, massive addressable market. So uh, Agora Services has raised over $2 million and they're involved in some really cool accelerators. And we wish you the best of luck going forward and welcome to Atlanta's top startup list here on Startup Hustle 2021. Way to go, Agora Services. Yeah. All right, so next up we have Steady. And I love the fact that like I, I tend to end up with the ones that speak to speak my my startup languages. And so so steady, uh, they they talk about removing barriers. I love removing barriers. Democratizing access is something we talk about a lot when I'm hosting a show. Steady removes barriers to earn through its income intelligence that supports hourly, 1099, and mixed earners in earning more. And so, so, you know, there's a lot of data out there, particularly with the advent of COVID, you know, we've had a lot of folks who, you know, are wage workers who are in kind of lower socioeconomic levels. They took a huge hit, right, Matt? Right. So we, we now have a platform, we have Steady, who is working to 
use intelligence and use data to help those earners make more money and maximize the money that they are able to make. And I just, I think it's really cool. You know, they, they have individuals who want to use their platform. They, they answer questions about their skills and experience. And then they, they have a personalized work profile to gain access to ways to make more money, earn more, you know, build that. And we're talking about things like generational wealth and opportunity and, and access. And so I, again, like, Anytime you have a, a product or a service or a platform that allows people to succeed, regardless of the barriers that are thrown in their way, uh, I get super pumped about it. So, so way to go, Steady. Um, just really, really glad to see you here on the list. $29.5 in funding. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> That's legit. That's a lot. You know, one of the things that caught my caught my eye about this is, you know, there's so many people that want to work and want to do stuff, but might not know where or how or what. And I like the idea that they fill out a profile, they do a lot of stuff and it says, hey, consider this. I mean, that's that's the thing is there's a lot of people that are willing, wanting and able and they just need they just could use someone to point them in the right direction. I mean, when it comes to to this kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, this is the, this is the stuff I deal with all the time at full scale, you know, okay. is, is recruiting, assessing, retaining and employing. And that's, you know, that spells rare. And, you know, we like that acronym because people are rarely good at all of those things. And they're, you know, being able to get an idea about what someone is passionate about, what they want to do, and getting them it lined up with the right stuff is like the key ingredient to what we do. So I have been a big appreciation for anybody that helps other people do that. One thing I do know is when you match people up with things that they're interested in, that they're passionate about, or that they want to do, they stick with it and they usually do a good job. Right. Meaning like they don't show up and quit like four hours in, which Absolutely. is what you know, and I mean, here's the thing is there's, there's more jobs than people looking for jobs. And that seems like a weird statistic for people right now. But that's because we don't have the right people to do the available jobs. And then we've got a surplus of people that need to be pointed in the right way to a specific thing. So I think anything that helps fix that is advantageous. Sure. Absolutely. So so thank you. Steady round of applause. Okay, before I before I uh, get into this next one, I want to point out that before we hit record, Lauren always rejoices in any assignment of top startups to me that involve supply chain and logistics, uh, for which I'm not necessarily an expert. I, I don't know anything about supply chain logistics. I'm not necessarily an expert. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I know something about it, but I'm not yeah. going to claim to like, I don't have like an MBA in supply chain. You, you explain it really well. And I got to tell you, man, like as somebody, like I only talk about supply chain and logistics when we have these very special times together, Matt. And so like having you explain it definitely helps me I get out. I get it because I'm a nerd when it comes to business and the supply yeah. chain is such a key ingredient. So, all right, box lock. Now, I, that's hard for me to say because I want to say lockbox, but box lock, box lock. Uh, supply chain and logistics. So box lock specializes in secure unattended delivery tech. It provides subscription-based inventory access and security solutions, helping companies realize tomorrow's savings today by making their supply chain more efficient, accountable, and reliable 
wherever assets are stored and transferred. So this is software as a service type solution. And, you know, really what they're trying to do here is give the same kind of tools and transparency to companies that might not have the resources to do it. Now, one of the things that, uh, you know, since COVID hit that has really been stretched, bent, broken, challenged, and needs to be changed is our supply chain. And, you know, recently I was, here, I'll sound fancy. I was recently reading an article in the Wall Street Journal. You're so impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. I read like four <laughs> articles a week from there. I have the, hey, I get the app. You know, I read the app. Sometimes I read the article. Sometimes I don't. The important thing to know is that I'm so old, I have to put my readers on now. Yeah. But anyway, there's like a problem right now as we're recording this. There's like a massive backlog of ships just waiting to enter port. In, in Los Angeles. And that's all part of the supply chain. And the thing is, is if you're promising things to customers or you have to coordinate your labor or any of that stuff, like, I mean, it's a huge problem. Like we're having a huge supply chain issue with computer chips right now. You know, here in Kansas City, the Ford factory just canceled like 300,000 units or something crazy, which because they can't build the cars without chips. So that's all part of the supply chain. And it goes like, I mean, it just affects everything. So there's been a, a big, a big push towards delivery and logistics. And you'd think that this is one of those things that the world of technology and just business and commerce in general would have handled a lot of solutions for. And there are so many, many, many more problems that need to occur. So, I mean, that need to be solved. So, yeah. Yeah, Would well, you like to well, weigh in on supply chain logistics? Uh, the only thing I am going to weigh in on is, Matt, I think you know by now that I have a bunch of nicknames for you. Like, I very rarely call oh, you Matt, no. like when you and I are just like interacting, you and I. Uh, yeah. But I have a bunch of nicknames for you, and I think I'm going to add SCN, and it's going to be Supply Chain Nerd. Uh, oh, and and that's your that's your new nickname. Like, I, I, I love it supply when you- Supply Chain Nerd. Them. Supply chain nerd. Yeah, you really are. I mean, the, the, I mean, like I said, though, there's so many things that don't happen when that's, when that's busted. Yeah. So it just I, really you're leads absolutely to right. It, like it's, it's definitely the yeah. foundation of our capitalistic society. And like, I get that. I'm just like, yep. yeah, I'm going to let Matt take yep. this one. But yep. I've dealt with, I've dealt with that. I mean, ever since I used to, before I was an entrepreneur, when I used to work for Roland and you know, that's the world's yeah. largest maker of electronic musical instruments. And we had to be pretty precise about knowing when things were coming into port. Cause if we had people ordering stuff, they wanted to know when they were going to get it because they would yeah. miss sales and lose opportunities if they weren't able to fulfill things on time. And, you know, that was de a decade and a half ago. So problems are still out there. Definitely new ones come up in this yeah. last couple of years too. Well, well, nothing but love for our supply chain professionals, our carriers, brokers, shippers, drivers. They are A-OK. -okay. We, uh, we, we love them a lot. Um, I just, I don't know much about y'all. Sorry. Uh, but thank you for the work that you do. And speaking of supply chain, guess what we have next on the list, Matt? Guess what? 
is not a supply chain company. It is. In fact, it, it well, it's a it, it's a it's a company that serves the supply chain sector. So it kind of touches on it tangentially. Uh, and I have the great pleasure, distinct pleasure of talking about Relay Payments. So Relay Payments is an end-to-end -end payment network. Um, they provide payment options for the logistics industry, the logistics industry, my favorite. Um, you know, all of these different, you know, vendors and carriers and, I don't know, drivers, they can use it for secure and instant payments. And one of those problems that you talked about when, in our previous uh, startup chat is the fact that there are a lot of problems within the supply chain industry and the logistics industry. And one of them is getting getting drivers paid and getting shippers paid and doing it quickly and doing it in a secure way. So they partner with distribution centers nationwide. Um, they are providing faster and improved service to supply chain customers. So they have a, a digital payment process that gets drivers off the dock, back onto the road, and, and more quickly to maximize their hours of service. And that is all to the good, definitely helps us out. They have they've raised 43 million and uh, that ain't nothing. That is a, a I, what are we up to? Have we been like counting up how, how much we're, we're at? I don't know. I, I, once it got past the total, when I took my shoes off, I quit counting. You're, you were just done. Well, I, I feel like yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Million, nothing it's to sneeze at. Yeah. And it's definitely an indication of the, the great need within the supply chain sector to to address some of these these issues. So Relay Payments is, is on the ground, making it easier for our supply chain professionals to get paid. Love it. <laughs> payments is a big, it's a big part of the supply chain. And you know, like, yeah, and it, you start to slow them down and you create another, a, another catastrophic waterfall of bullshit you know, <laughs> that can come up with a lot of stuff, just meaning like it's, it's difficult sometimes to, to coordinate this part of, of all of it. And, yeah. you know, that's like, you know, here we, here in Kansas city, we have a very, a very uh, fast growing company C2FO that, that deals with yeah. just that. And they've grown into doing billions of dollars worth of stuff. And that's like supply chain stuff that goes into uh, just getting like Costco and Sam's club kind of stuff furnished. And that's the problem is if we go back to the stone ages where it takes six to eight weeks to get certain things done and filed and set up and whatever, it just slows things down and it just creates, yeah. creates problems, problems. All right. Yeah. Next on our list. And you know what, before Wait. we get too far into this, Laura, get into the, the back half of this list, you know, today's episode of Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and and affordably affordably that's there right you, that's you know right. what matt i can say that sometimes i say that phrase in my dreams i just want you to know that's that. good Did you know that's that? good yeah, yeah we'll, we'll serve it we'll, into we'll, my subconscious we'll consider servicing clients in your dream world it just depends if they're the cool. right fit for us will, then yeah will, we'll take a look at it reach out i, I definitely we'll have, yeah we'll take a look you at know, it we'll you do an epic <laughs> so well, and next on our list is as a company that's kind of similar, Inovian Solutions. Inovian Solutions offers technology consulting, managed service, project implementation, and staff augmentation for mid-sized to Fortune 500 companies, which is you know a, a similar a similar thing to what we do at Full Scale. And the struggle's real here. Like getting the right people and building the right teams is just a massive undertaking worldwide. And 
Um, you know, and that's and that landscape's continuing to shift. So a lot of companies, big companies especially, it's it's amazing they're not that great at sourcing talent. So they look to companies like Inovian or Fullscale or whomever, and you know they want to try to build teams. And yeah. you know it's a it's an arms race for the right talent out there. So anything that uh, that that companies can do, like I'll give you an example of what they do. You know, you book a meeting, the client discusses the company's needs, and they talk about managed service, tech consulting, project service, or staff augmentation. And, you know, that's a, you know, making custom solutions for different kinds of clients is, is a big deal. It is a big deal. You're absolutely really right. Is. I wholeheartedly I agree with everything that you just said. I also I really love it when you get the, the startups that have the more difficult to pronounce name or like the more subjective <laughs> to pronounce names. That's my favorite. I'm like, You're oh, assuming hey, that I'm, that I'm saying them correctly. Huh? Yeah, but you're assuming I'm saying them correctly. I, mean, I, I, I don't know assuming. if I am. I'm, a, well, I mean, you know, I'm assuming I am too. I'm assuming it. I am too. Yeah. And I haven't received any have angry to. messages. I haven't received any angry messages, calls, or letters from people saying you you butchered the name of my company. That's good. That's so, good. I'm, I'm really yeah. glad. To well, you that. got a real easy one on this I next know. one. If you can't pronounce this, then I'm throwing you out of the show. Is it is it flick? No, it's it's flock safety i got it see I, I can read and everything it's amazing uh so so again flock safety does something really really cool and really really crucial to to our society um they are a a public safety operating system um they help communities and law enforcement and i think it's in what 1200 cities uh, they're working to eliminate crime uh, communities that operate on flock safety reduce crime by up to 70%. And so what they, they do, they, they've created these cameras and detection devices that actually detect objective evidence. And they have a focus kind of on license, license plate reading, um, but they're, they're grabbing information, they're grabbing data, they're grabbing evidence, and then they're decoding it with me, machine learning. And then they're sending it to the people who can help stop crime, stop crime, prevent crime. Um, and I just, I think that that's really cool. The Flock Safety's ALPR system securely captures images. Once the images are captured, then the camera immediately loads them into a securely encrypted cloud server. They have a proprietary machine learning process that analyzes each image and then they leverage what they call it's it's vehicle fingerprint technology, and I would really love to talk to this founder and like delve more de deeply into that for sure. But um, they can I uniquely identify the vehicle type, make, color, and then they read and they they read and store that information. And so they're they're capturing data, they're delivering it into the right hands, and they're reducing crime. And so so they're very much fundamentally on the ground, um, deeply affecting. Our, our society and our culture and how how we how safe we are you know does that does it make you sleep better at night knowing that flock safety is out there because it sure does me it does do you know what alpr stands for I, of course not matt why would you ask me shit like i that? didn't need i didn't either i googled <laughs> it while i was listening to you automatic <laughs> license like, plate like, recognition you know, i was like alpr like i'm sure it stands for something awesome i have no idea what <laughs> I, I i didn't either i had to look it up Is uh, it artificial? Yeah. automatic license plate recognition okay. automatic so, license yeah. plate recognition See, that makes sense. That's a new one. <laughs> That's a new one for me. That's a new, we might have to do a new acronyms episode. Oh, yes. 
We did one of those a couple of years ago. There's like, oh I mean, there's too many acronyms. That's, that's what we need. We need a startup that will solve the acronym problem and startups and business in general. Cause True. like, I, that's the last thing we need is another. Now you talk about funding 230 million. Amazing. We're but in I mean, like a different, we're, we're in like a different, we're in like a different world of funding than we were last month in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Atlanta. I mean, it kind of shows you what's going on in Atlanta. Yeah, right? I mean, like, it, it really does. Just yeah. insane. Um, so if we do an acronym episode, well, actually, I want to ask you this. Do you remember when we were uh, recording like the first episodes of Startup Hustle TV? And Joel and Johnny, they were like doing the interview thing, the intake interview, and they kept asking me what acronyms meant. And I just, just so you know, Matt, like I was so. Just so what acronyms sad. are in general? Yeah, no, 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 no. Like they would give like, me an acronym, an acronym and they would be like, what do you think that stands for? And then like, you would come up with the most ridiculous answer. But like, I was so stressed out the whole time because I, I had no idea what any of them meant. It's okay. When, and during our acronyms uh, episode, when asked what ATM stood, stood for, I said, anytime money. Um, which is not yeah it's automatic teller machine very apt description of what an atm does yeah yeah (laughs) and then my co-host my co-host had a much filthier answer which is why we won't let him on the next version of that i'm not not at all surprised by that (laughs) we do mark we do mark the episodes explicit so just so you know all right so speaking of funding and also things that are hard to pronounce. The next, yes. the next on our list is backed, and that's B A K K T. Now, these folks have had four hundred and eighty-two million dollars worth of funding. I, we got to be over wow. a B for this list so far. Yeah, that's I mean that's insane. half a billion right there. So, backed is a financial services company that focuses on digital currency that specializes in concurrency rewards and loyalty points. It features a software application platform for digital asset management that helps institutional clients in an end-to-end regulated market. So what does that actually mean? It means you can use back to manage your digital assets. That's loyalty and rewards points, gaming assets, gift cards, cryptocurrency, all in one place. So, you know, that's, and I don't know, I don't know enough about how, when we talk about that being an end-to-end regulated market, but I would imagine that there are probably some rules around, you know, when you talk about outstanding gift cards and points and stuff like that, like, I mean, there's probably some regulation around that that I'm not even familiar with, but man, these guys have got something going on. So, you know, a lot to be said there and, you know, like, I mean, that, that's a, there, there's a rapidly changing world when it comes to so much of this and, you know, anything that involves handling assets, I mean, yeah. and, and all of that, especially in regulated markets is probably uh, complex and important. Do you know how many like loyalty points and rewards programs and like, like I, that I just miss out on because I totally forget that I have them? And I like they expire or like years and years and years later, I'll come across them and just be like, oh, hey, yeah, that was something that I had once upon a time. I I I'm willing I'm willing to bet that those count as outstanding liabilities on a company's balance sheets, meaning like, you know, you may have millions if upon millions of dollars 
and outstanding reward points and gift cards. And I would imagine that there's some regulation that involved that goes with that. And it's like, you know, you can't just be giving giving shit away for free and not tracking it. And like, what happens if everybody goes to cash it all in at the same time? I mean, I, I have a feeling that's where the compliance nature of that comes from. Right. But I, and so, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine how helpful it would be to an organization, but then me as a consumer, I'm just like, thanks back helping me save money. One digital wallet place at a time. It's amazing. I mean, it probably, probably has, it probably has something to do when you talk about digital assets. I mean, non fungible tokens, NFTs have been yeah pretty hot lately. And, you know, like, I don't know, there's the whole, the whole market and a whole world that goes around trying to handle and deal with that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I own some ETH somewhere out there. I need to figure out how to, how to find it. Some Ethereum. Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> Depending on when you bought it, you might be in for a pleasant surprise. I mean, I, yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to check that out, figure that out at some point. It's one of those things that's on my list that just keeps on getting hunted down. A couple of years ago when, when Bitcoin really popped, I remember talking to people like pretty regularly. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, well, I found that I have a 20th of a Bitcoin somewhere. <laughs> wow. Have a sudden that's like worth a couple grand. You know? I know. I was like, all right, well, good for you. Good that's for amazing. You. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I just, everyone has a remember then Bitcoin story. I remember preparing to buy a thousand bitcoins when they were seven dollars a piece and i couldn't figure out the digital wallet fast enough and i just was like you know what fuck it i'm not gonna do this i know that was in like that was in like it was like 2010 or something like that it was back when we owned the ticket business i wouldn't have held i wouldn't have held them to be till they were worth 50 grand but (laughs) and and honestly there were very few places to keep them you talk about digital asset management you know bitcoin was really early in the process there was a a once it was like a like a pokemon card marketplace that turned into like a bitcoin marketplace and it ended up going belly up and everyone got screwed mount gox is what it was called so i mean i'm not sure we would have navigated through it or i would have accidentally thrown it away on like an old school usb drive or something like that because i'm just not that like you know having apple shares and then like losing your certificates or something like that like yeah yeah (laughs) i i mean it was the same thing it was yeah i mean everyone's good i mean a lot of people have a story for that like kind of like the guy that used a whole bunch of bitcoins to buy a pizza when they were like you know like yeah. a whole bunch of them he's the he's the one that falls he's the one that's famous for it so yeah heartbreaker heartbreaker all right next all right so next up and i gotta tell you like mad i don't know who put this list together but mad kudos to them because they have gotten me right in my sweet spot uh, next what, up, the, the easiest to pronounce names yeah, in the history well, of the top to startups definitely on my list of criteria but when we're talking about the things that lauren loves to talk about uh right at the top of the list is access access you know i love talking about how we can break down barriers for people to access opportunity and access money and uh you know so, so greenwood bank is next on our list. Uh, Greenwood is a mobile banking platform for Black and Latinx uh, people and business owners. They have a lot of digital banking services, best in class, and they have some innovative ways of giving back to their community. So, you know, I think, 
I think we all know that there are some deep systemic inequities in financial sectors, particularly when it pertains to people of color, BIPOC individuals. Um, and, and so by creating assets and resources for these individuals to, to, to leverage their community for success, um, I, I love it. They've raised 43 million in two funding rounds. Um, and, and so clearly there is a, a seen need. Um, and I think that, you know, it's definitely when we're talking about inclusion and we're talking about access, that is a topic of the moment, but just it, it Greenwood bank is really cool. They, they, they have clients, they open an account. Um, they're going to have different ways to those clients will have different ways to deposit their checks and cash and their ACH payments. And, um, you know, they can set up direct deposit from payroll or government benefits. They can use the mobile app to deposit physical checks. Um, everything is FDIC insured, um, which we love to hear. But their, their real, I guess, impetus or reason for existing, um, you know, they want to they want to close the racial wealth gap of which there is a significant one. And so they're going to introduce tools and resources to the community to do that. Anytime you see, um, you know, a, a banking or any kind of institution that prioritizes the marginalized, I am a hundred percent on board. I'm right behind it. You know me, I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader. So, so good on you, Greenwood bank. Um, just super impressed with, with your, not only, the way that you conduct your mission, but, but the passion that you have for your mission. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of those issues that once you get deeper and deeper into the, the problem, you realize yeah. how much the solutions really needed. And, you know, embarrassed to say that here in Kansas city, we were like the hub for, uh, the payday loan stuff. And like, right. you, know, you see, like, just like the man, like how they were, it was just so predatory. So and exploitative. Like so you many get into all that. Just, and you're like, my God, you know, this is just, I mean, really, and you're just like, this ain't cool. You yeah. know, it's like, like someone, I mean, someone needs to fix it. It even goes as deep as like transportation. Like when you go into the, to the urban core, or you go into, you know, socioeconomically depressed areas, like you're not going to find some of those big banks. You're not going to find people yep. who can easily get to the bank to deposit their checks. And so by introducing digital banking options and like you are, you are creating access where before there was none. And so, so even at its most base value and to and, you know not even considering the fact that Greenwood Bank is actively finding ways to give back to their community and to the constituents they serve you're looking at like very tactical ease and access that they're creating like people can now bank from home they don't have to hop on a bus and take like like take an hour to get to the bank right <laughs> it's i mean it's 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 all the way it's they're updating the system and democratizing access to the system the whole way through love it all right. You Next love it too, I know. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Next on the list is Layer, L-A-Y-R. So Layer uses AI and machine learning to match companies with the right commercial insurance through top-rated car carriers at the right place or at the right price. Can't read today. Can't read. That's a problem we need to solve as well. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So here's the thing is this is, this is a, this company has 5.6 million in funding, it, which by the way, has like been the high number on some of our other cities lists. So right. it's still a lot. Don't let the other numbers fool you. But 
you know, this is this is an interesting thing because um, I think that most, you know, there's there's millions of small businesses out there, and just so many of them don't know what, how, or what type of insurance to have. And some of them yeah. don't even have insurance, which is kind of crazy because, you know, a lot of that stuff trickles back to the owners and, um, you know, not having, not have, there's nothing worse than buying a bunch of insurance that you don't need or want. And then there's nothing worse than not having the right kind when you need it. And, I mean, in my whole professional career, which has spanned a long time at this point, um, you know, this is always tough because you don't know who to reach out to. You you end up having to go through like, you know, you got to talk to like five different companies and try to get one. And, you know, you don't even know if you're dealing with people that are even, you know, used to dealing with you as a client and so on and so forth. And I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm down for this. I think any, anything that insurance should be out of sight and out of mind. And I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely in for anything that helps make this cost more predictable and more manageable for business in general. I got to tell you, I, so a couple of years ago when innovator was shopping around for insurance, like we, it it was one of the most frustrating processes. It's a pain in the ass. Like like, there were all of these questions that I didn't know the answer to. And there were like, you would put in like one request and I would immediately get like six phone calls. And I'm like, I don't want to just tell me, tell me what I need to pay, you know, tell me what coverage I need. And it was very complicated. And sometimes they're loaded with like all kinds of weird shit that you need to be like, there's it's, it's a, it's a walk loaded with landmines. Just meaning like, you know, you may even be buying insurance, but if you didn't read the like 78 pages with it, right. You didn't know (laughs) that you needed to have like, uh, some kind of action policy. I mean, there's just always something. So, yeah. All right. Absolutely. What's next? What do we got next? Well, next up, we, and we've already kind of touched on this little topic, but we have Bitcoin Depot and yet another startup whose name I can cut, I can pronounce. I'm, I'm so, You're so really excited about on that today, right here. Sure. Like, I am killing it. Uh, so, but you no, know, you know, we were just talking about cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin Depot is an Inc. 5000 company. They are the largest cryptocurrency ATM network in the US. Um, so their users have the ability to instantly buy and sell Bitcoin uh, and, and 30 other cryptocurrencies, because I think we all know that there are a bunch of different kinds of cryptocurrency out there. Um, but they they have thousands of locations across the U.S. So um, they, they've got Bitcoin in a minute. They have over 3,000 crypto ATMs in 45 plus states. They're open 24-7. They have easy parking. Um, it's super easy to, to create your account. Um, and then, you you know, in less than a minute, you are buying and selling dozens of cryptocurrencies and you're doing it quickly. You're doing it securely. Um, I don't think there's anybody out here, there who doesn't know that cryptocurrency is a hot topic for sure. Uh, and so, so seeing Bitcoin Depot uh, grow, they're growing really, really, really quickly. Um, they've reported up to 155% growth in the last year for cryptocurrency ATMs. So they are, they are riding the wave and they are just like delving right into it. And, and I love it. Have you ever used a crypto ATM, Matt? No. No, no, but I was going to say that if crypto, the you know, the thing that, it, okay, cryptocurrency is not, it, people are going to get mad at me for saying this. It's not a, really a currency yet because I can't go down to the store and easily buy something with it. And right. 
I mean, that's the problem is that that's, that's the next problem to be solved. I mean, I'm all for it. I like the blockchain and like uh, everything that comes with it. And I like what they're doing here. Cause yeah. you know, like I said, if you have to go through a whole dog and pony show to cash it out, you're in some ways regressing right. compared to like an actual bank, you know, Money where I can, only go, as I can, useful as your access to it, <laughs> where I can use my anytime money machine. Yeah. Isn't that's what ATM stands for, right? No, yep. it's not. Exactly. It's not. I mean, honestly, not. Matt, like that's what I'm going to tell people from here. I'm going to, I like, I need to pop anytime down money. to the corner to to get some anytime money. Go over money. to that anytime cool? money machine. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Shows you. It, you would be shocked at how many acronyms you don't know what they stand for. But, right. Yeah, but you know, overall, I mean, I like it. I think that. I mean, I'm I I like cryptocurrency. I think that it's a it's a very interesting way to do a lot of stuff. I mean, and I think that it's interesting because I think some of the more interesting solutions with blockchain are, in my opinion, not even related to the currency itself. It's related to the, to the, uh, to the, you know, the, the blockchain ledger. Yeah. Like, so I, it just can prevent so many types of fraud and bullshit and other things that, that people don't even realize drive up the cost of everything that we do. Because, right. you know, prior to blockchain, an eraser was basically, you know, what you needed to steal in some cases. But yeah, but, you know, overall, like, I, I think we'll see a lot more of this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Just, you know, there's clearly like billions and billions of dollars that are flowing into crypto. Um, and, you know, I think another thing, too, is you talk about using it can't all just be Bitcoin. I mean, right. maybe it can, but it probably won't be. Uh, there's use use for a. But you mentioned having Ethereum earlier. Like that's just l- like also largely used to create, you know, the 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 ledger for so many different things. It's built. Right. They built people build things on top of it, like smart contracts and stuff like that. So yeah, but being able to being able to to increase liquidity, uh, meaning like usability and transferability. I was uh, down at the at the new full scale startup hustle office, which Marknology has also moved into as well. So Andrew Morgan's and Andrew, Andrew was telling me, he's like, I just put crypto payments on our website. And I was like, has anyone paid with it? And he's like, it's, it's, I'm looking to the future. Sure. You know, but that's that's the thing is on the ground floor. I do remember like when crypto was first kind of break. Well, I mean, when, when, I guess when crypto was breaking into the public consciousness, because it had been around for a minute. Um, But I do remember, there was like a brief period of time where people kept on telling me they were like it's actually not about the cryptocurrency it's all about the blockchain proprietary technology and the security and, and now i feel like crypto is making a, a pretty significant resurgence like i know so many so many folks who are just like i gotta get my hands on some crypto and they get really enthusiastic about it so it, it is you know the wave of the future and you know you when you've got companies like bitcoin depot who are you know leveraging that turning that into opportunity creating a market um that is that's pretty cool they're they're on the cutting edge my friend i love it i agree i agree all right so last on the list but not least on the list and yes i got seven and you got six i know i was thinking that that. i was like wait he started and he yeah i had the easy load (laughs) that also means that i'm the one that gets to say that once again today's episode of startup hustle was brought to you by full scale helping you build a software team quickly and affordably fullscale.io 
come check it out. You know, there's a form you can fill out that takes like three minutes to fill out. And uh, after which we will give you access to the full scale portal and you can look at all kinds of profiles and a lot of other stuff and hopefully build the team of your dreams. All right. So the last on our Atlanta 2021 startups list is Evident. And Evident is an internet company specializing in cybersecurity, trust, identity, and, you know, all of it. They're dealing with and without handling sensitive personal data, and their goal is to reduce third-party risk with end-to-end insurance verification and fulfillment. Um, this is this is real stuff too, like because you got to have insurance verification yeah. to do a lot of stuff, and this some sometimes slows things down. You know, like so being able to have something that can pop and say yes, this is insured, this is a validated, you know, all of it uh, is says a whole lot. I mean, it's definitely, this is back to almost back to that supply chain thing. Then, you know, obviously there's a secure nature to it because back in the day, you know, I would say, Hey, send me your insurance stuff. I mean, I could have created that. Yeah. I could have created a document that said it. So being able to verify and validate that, uh, easily is, uh, is pretty important. Absolutely. I think you can do pretty much anything you set your mind to, Matt DeCourcy, but, but yes. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I can't, I can't verify and validate insurance info. That's true. And that's, that's yeah, why that we quickly. have evident. I guess, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But that's why we have evident. Well, very cool. So here we are at the end and it's time. We did it. Like, Who's, yes, we did. We made it through another another top uh, another top city, and congratulations on Atlanta on having so much cool stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, what do you like here? Uh, so I think the one that I well, I, I was thinking about that because I knew you were going to ask that question. So the two that I am most excited about, I'm really I'm really excited about Flock, just because I'm like I'm an AI nerd, and I just think it's super cool that they are reducing crime through technology uh you know i just think there's a lot of potential there but greenwood bank man like super like completely unsurprisingly like anything that can put money into the hands of people who need it uh in an equitable way is is going to be something i i adore so greenwood bank is my is my number one how about you okay oh i, li- I like bark um, just because it's like practical solutions for, sure. I mean, that's more of a personal thing, just because I think that, you know, there's so much digital stuff out there. And I think that over the next decade, there's going to be a lot of, you know, right now, Facebook's under a lot of pressure and yeah. they had a pretty well-known whistleblower. And, you know, I think that there's a level of accountability that needs to be drawn up and added to pretty much the internet. You know, right. and that's, I mean, that's a big thing. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, that's, that's important. Um, I mean. I said too. I mean, that's that's, that's, easy, that's easily my favorite. I mean, I like, I like things like, I like flock safety because I think that while, I mean, honestly, some people aren't going to like stuff like that because they're going to feel like it's a little big brother-ish. I think at the same time, like this kind of technology used for good uh, is, is a great thing. And there's, there's certain things and you, you think about why does a machine learning or AI algorithm need my license plate? Well, because when you're frequenting some area, you don't need to. 
right. or you're way out of place or something happens. This is more about prevention. And, you know, the, I think that, that one of the things about prevention is knowing that, you know, like if you feel like you're going to get caught doing something or there's a higher probability of that, like I, there's just, I just think that there's a whole level of accountability that is still yet to be determined uh, how we're going to do it just from a uh, police, you know, policing to all of it, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that needs to get better with that, yeah. just better in general. And that's, yeah. I mean, and I mean, yeah. to your earlier point, like there, there are a lot of like, there are a lot of systemic issues in, in our policing communities. Yep. And I think uh, we've got a, an episode coming up with Jay Austin, where we kind of talk about the, the prison pipeline problem that we have. But, you know, we are like practical solutions to address issues that we have not the problem. Like what we need to do is we need to confront our biases. We need to talk about, you know, uh, cultural and societal change. But what we can also do is we can leverage the tools to make those those problems better as well. So I'm I'm I, I'm I'm sticking. I, I still I'm still a fan of flock for sure. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, that's the I mean, but that's back to that goofy little stuff. You know, it's like, I mean, your office or whatever gets broken into and like, you know, like, I'm just saying, it's just, there are things that, you know, use it for good and not for evil. And then it's yeah. exactly that. Responsibility for sure. But, I, mean, yeah. I think overall, I'm just, I'm amazed at the amount of funding. I know. I really, really want to talk I want to talk to Atlanta ecosystem builders and just be like, so what's your secret sauce? Cause, uh, it's clearly working, whatever, whatever it is just you're want doing. To be like, Hey, wh what are you doing with all that money? Yeah. Where, well, where are you getting all of that money? First of all, cause yeah, I, I mean, mean access to capital, yeah. like you and I talk to entrepreneurs all day long and access to capital is always number one with a bullet when we're talking about problems. So yeah, so yeah like, and it's getting, it's getting, you know, more and more interesting and there's, you know, uh, back to reading articles. I was reading a different one the other day that was just talking about like the, the reducing the reliance on venture capital because there's such a wide variety of places and and everything to get capital. I mean, there is so right. much money out there, uh, you know, being able to get your hands on it. And then clearly there's a lot going on in Atlanta. So congratulations, Atlanta. And congratulations to the 13 companies that Woo. made it on the list. I guess, I guess we'll be back in another month with another city. Yeah, I, I cannot. Do you know wait. what? I do you know what the city is? Because I, I don't know. They no haven't idea. told me yet. I have no idea. For those, those of you listening, they don't. They don't tell us anything. They just like point at the seat and tell us to sit down and talk. Yeah. And if we say anything outside of that, we're just told to be quiet. That that is true. Luckily, you and I are both. This, yeah. um, we are excellent at talking. You know, it's one of our strong. Yeah, I just tell them to shut up and, and uh, <laughs> I've got a lot to say. And that's usually how it goes. But right. uh, not always, but on some days. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess I'll see you in another month. See you in another month, man. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.